BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Welcome back. I'm going to be your host today, Jared Bradford. All three of us are on today. Connor, Corey, and myself. We're talking about overcoming five common excuses that we have in relation to the gym, nutrition, slash healthier lifestyle. So tune in for the whole episode. We have a little bit of uh, influenza slash vitamin D and seasonal flu talk at the beginning. It's some good stuff. And then we dive into the excuses a little bit later on. So enjoy it. As always, feel free to give us a five-star review on iTunes. And without further ado, here's the episode. What's, uh, what's like the largest mammal you guys, you think you can knock out in one punch? The largest mammal I think I can knock out in one punch. Yeah, you know, just, it's pissing you off. You just got to take care of it. Yo, probably your mom. <laughs> Dude, my mother listens to this show. How dare you? You apologize right now. Mrs. Bradford, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that, that works. Thanks. How about, how about you, Connor? I I was thinking about it. I was trying to think of like... A really scary animal that I could take on, but I really don't think I could knock out any animal in one punch. I just uh, wouldn't want to hurt the animal. Oh, it's very, very <laughs> sweet of you. I'm <laughs> certain you could knock out a squirrel, though. Yeah. What about you, Bones? What's your yeah? Probably a sloth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think you could knock a human out. That's a p- bigger than a bigger than a. Sloth, yeah, I'm in between, so I don't want, yeah, maybe a human, at least a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, we once talked about toddler wrestling, yeah, uh, so I mean, that sort of applies, yeah. Um, speaking of toddler wrestling, how about that coronavirus? <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of set the world on fire a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think I've been me being in school today was a crazy day because they canceled a lot of a lot of universities have gone online and today all that news broke and then um, they're sending all the dorm kids home by Tuesday at five. So it's been it's always been a headline in the news for the past month or two. And now that it's uh, starting to affect everybody's everyday life, it's. It's I mean, kind it's of like a, yeah. it's an uprooting of normalcy, which is causes anxiety, which is understandable. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think panicking is a great idea, obviously, but it's no, it's inevitable to a point. Um, but it's very interesting. So if you, my professor turned me on to this uh, resource center about it, John Hopkins. Um, and Corey, you smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, man, back in 12th grade. <laughs> so anyway, John Hopkins <laughs> Medical Center. Uh, it's this really cool resource she, she told us to go check out if we're like worried about it. And it gives, you can, it's interactive map. You can see things going on live time, confirmed cases and recovery. And you can do, go uh, look at worldwide daily cases. And in February, there's a huge spike of new confirmed cases, up to like 15,000 cases on February 13th. And then after that day, it's pretty much leveled off. Um, still new cases up to 3,000 a day, as low as, you know, just over two, up to four. Today, so far, uh, there's 2.4,000, yeah, 2,400 new cases. But also, it's really cool. It gives a recovery chart so the it gives you the total uh, recovered today which is uh just over you know a thousand that people have recovered so yeah. anyway the chart is showing that more people are recovering less people are getting it at a slower rate but people are still getting it which makes it's sense. still it's, spreading yeah it's a virus it's going to spread and we yeah. can expect numbers to go up here in the u.s um it's still a public health concern yeah, for sure. And that's why, I mean, everything is shutting down. This is yeah. highly unprecedented that the NBA season got suspended. March Madness is done. Disneyland's yep. closing. Broadway. You know, um, yeah, go I, ahead. I think this is an example of a greater, like, systemic problem where everything is in the extreme, right? So, like, nothing can just be a thing. Like, it's all got to be extreme. Um, and that's what, that's what people feed off of these days. Like in politics, everything's extreme, like in sports, everything's extreme. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this rags to riches story or, and now with coronavirus, like, like, like everything is shutting down. People are panic buying toilet paper and like, yeah, it's whatever. Weird. Like it's, you know what I mean? But you like, cannot there's... buy hand sanitizer at Aldi. We checked. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. We're not there's panicking. No, there's no like active <laughs> thought going on behind this. There's it's no just toilet like... paper. We went and checked and there's no we hand sanitizer. And, uh, <laughs> I wanted some, but not because I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the complete just, I mean, social media monster that has been yes. created and, and like, Man, people need to just sit down, like do some research for like 10 minutes. Literally, the Google machine will return some really interesting search results if you just yeah. get off of Facebook for five seconds. Yeah, but... I, I agree with you to a point. And I agree like with the social media monster because just looking, I got, I, I deleted social media yesterday just because my mind felt like it was being pulled so many different directions. Mm-hmm. But I kept Snapchat and I saw on Snapchat, like the Washington Post has their own little, I guess, I don't even know what you want to call it, but their own little thing you can click on. And it's like the worst is yet to come. Mm-hmm. New fears arise. And it's like very catching and God. like worrisome yeah. things. Um, but then you go on this John Hopkins and you just, it's jhu.edu can take you right to this map. You can see everything in live time. And it, it's like, oh, this is, this is a concern. We need to take it seriously, just like anything else. But there's no reason for a lot of things. And the fact that everything is closing down, I think is a 
is is alarming and it is an, an extreme, but that's also a good thing because it's going to slow the spread of this. And so it'll give us time to understand it more. Our healthcare systems aren't going to be overloaded with people coming in because of the virus mm-hmm. and also people thinking they have the virus when it's just a mimic of it or it's just seasonal allergies and they're freaking out. They will right. be going in there too, crowding up spaces. <laughs> um, and then another cool thing is it's not these pl- things aren't shutting down. Universities aren't shutting down. Uh, Disneyland's uh, like the major sports not shutting down because of social media. They are getting reports from scientists and doctors that this is the best way to stop and slow down a virus is to not be in large gatherings together and not yeah. be traveling. So mm-hmm. it's cool that this is being pushed by science and not just being let run wild, just like, oh, we'll be fine. You know, so that's unprecedented. And hopefully that will follow into other things like, like global warming. It was funny. <laughs> we, we were on the way back from the gym this morning and Connor sneezed. And I just looked at her. <laughs> I looked at her like, is it is it happening? Is is this it? <laughs> Can't put her down. Yeah. <laughs> I said, are you going to infect me now? But yeah, I don't know. It was probably just a sneeze. Yeah. It was just a sneeze. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those today. I had just one of those. It's cuz I infected you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is your infectious personality. Yeah. Oh. Yep. It, yeah. it is it is it's hard not to get like wrapped up into it it's hard not to be a little bit worried and concerned and you should be and we should take it seriously but i mean everything's showing that we're all going to be fine yeah um and it's interesting that like the seasonal flu always comes in the same time every year have you guys ever thought about that like why is this flu season yeah why isn't flu season in the middle of june or yeah, july like, <laughs> why like pretty much human behavior throughout the year we all do the same things pretty much except you know for winter a lot of people are indoors so uh i've heard about the vitamin d link to immunity before and i've just gotten kind of hot on the trail again and how vitamin d lack of vitamin d uh, deficiency can really affect your immune system and there's a lot of really cool studies and i'm not going to bore you forever um but basically, if you're not getting enough vitamin D, your immune system is going to be compromised. So you're not going to be creating the macrophages, mm. the killer, the white cells, that are, white blood cells that are going to attack viruses and help keep you healthy. Yeah. And, you know, because you're not getting that sunlight because we're inside in the winter and we're in northern Michigan. So we're really not getting it. And, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, it's really interesting. And, and as you get older. You can, if I'm outside for half hour in the sun and grandpa next to me is outside for half hour in the sun, he's not getting as much vitamin D as I am. Hmm. So interesting. that's just mm, another factor. That is interesting. Another factor. Yeah. Into why older people are more susceptible to diseases like the flu, the common cold. I mean, now coronavirus, you're more likely as you age to get this virus, um, and it's vitamin D has a direct link to the immune system. So it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, so 
if we're talking about it, you have to get tested. You're not just going to know I'm vitamin D deficient because I'm sick. You don't, you can't make that direct connection. You have to go get tested and see where your vitamin D levels are at. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are looking to supplement in the winter, um, the it's IUs. So those are the units that they use to measure the vitamin D. So 400 IUs is usually what's in a, a multivitamin. And that's not enough. Nothing. To, that's, that's nothing. That's so little to try to combat deficiency. Um, so you're going to be looking at a thousand minimum to raise and keep vitamin D levels at the levels they need to be at to keep your immune system functioning. Right. Um, and it's, so the flu season comes around when it does because vitamin D slowly is depleted from our systems. It's not like I stay inside one day and my vitamin D plummets. It kind of stays with us for a while. Um, so throughout the winter, we think December, January, February, January, we start getting sick because we've been inside for three months. March is usually the worst. April, it starts turning around because we're outside. Um, so vitamin D is slowly depleted. And they're thinking that that's a direct cause of why that our flu season is, you know, February, March, sometimes April, May, because um, we're not getting that sunlight. Um, conversely, it takes a while for vitamin D, the levels to rise again. So even if you are supplementing, it's going to take some weeks, months to get your levels back up. So just something interesting that, uh, you can look at if you're worried for next season or this coming fall season, start, uh, getting outside more, get yourself a vitamin D supplement. I totally can believe that. I Mm don't, I never got sick when I lived in Colorado. As soon as I moved back to Michigan, I've been sick. Like, I don't know three or four times with either a pretty severe cold or like we had the flu like back in November, December. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a very real thing that people, more people can look at and, uh, and take advantage of really. (laughs) Definitely learn me a thing or two just now. I had Corey take some vitamin D this morning. So I take, a mega dose once a week. It's 50,000 I use. Wow. Yeah. And you pair it with vitamin K to help with the absorption. Right. Yeah. You were saying that yesterday. Yeah. 50,000 I use. That's yeah. crazy. So but still, like you said, like if it's so low, mm-hmm. like it's cloud season, we haven't seen the sun in months. Right. So, and your body stores it in your muscles, doesn't it? You know, I'm not 100% sure on that. I think I've heard think something that's... of that before. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't look up that much into it. Yeah. doc. I mean, doctors used to prescribe vitamin D as like a cure-all for everything. Really? Yeah, absolutely everything. It was supposed to be like the magic pill. Mm. Hmm. That's super cool. I'm going to have to look more into that. Yeah, I don't know much beyond that. But, right. But yeah, we, we mega dose once a week. Woo! Yeah. That's great. And you guys, how do you feel? feel I got to say, I feel great. great. Yeah. Yeah. Just good. feel great. It's that vitamin D. It mm. is. <laughs> cool. So let's move on from that. Uh, hopefully we can not worry about it too much and just kind of ride this wave out for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, and everybody's going to be okay. So we're going to get into the bulk of today, which is overcoming excuses. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we have five different common excuses that we come up that kind of relate to training and, uh, and nutrition of why people think they can't do certain things. Um, and the first one is I don't have time. So I don't have time for nutrition. I don't have time to go to the gym and Connor, I want you to roll with this one. So 
talk to me about the excuse. I don't have time. Yeah, I love this topic because this is all about loopholes. So loopholes are those excuses or how we justify things to ourselves. Um, I'm too busy or I don't have time is a pretty popular one as a way for people to justify not doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, one of my favorite authors, her name is Gretchen Rubin. Um, she talks about the false choice loophole and this relates really well to the excuse of time. So the false choice loophole is, um, can I have this or that? So an example of this would be, I won't be able to do this if I do that. Mm. I won't be able to exercise. Um, I can't, or I can't exercise. I don't have time to exercise because then I won't be able to spend time with my family. I can't go to sleep earlier because then I won't have time for myself in the Mm. evening. If I meal prep on the weekend, I won't have any downtime. So people give themselves those two alternatives. Instead, what you should say is, I can have this and that. You can exercise and spend time with your family. You can go to sleep earlier and still make time for yourself. You can meal prep on the weekends and still have downtime. But people tend to live in those two alternatives. Like, well, if I choose to exercise, then I'm sacrificing Mm -hmm. something else, which isn't true. You can have both. Um, I think two really key things that help people that are busy, because I get it. We're busy. Life gets busy. Being a human is hard. Um, Two big things that help is scheduling is the first one, and then doing habits that require no time. So with scheduling, I think anytime you can take control of your calendar and put it on the calendar and give it a place and a time to exist in your day helps immensely. Mm -hmm. So that includes self-care time. When you want to read, when you want to take a walk, when you want to exercise, when you want to have a lunch break, along with all of your other um, priorities for work that day, give it a space and a time to exist on your calendar. So that helps really well. And then the second one I really like is, especially when it comes to making healthy choices, because most people say, I don't have time to eat healthy. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to sleep, those types of things. There are so many habits that require zero time. And those are things like you can choose water to drink. You can stand at work. You can take a phone call while going for a walk. You can order a healthier choice. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel like they fall back on fast food because it's convenient, that's fine. You can make a healthier choice at a fast food place. You can go to McDonald's, do a little research, and aim for better. And I know Corey's done this. 
I do it all the time. Yeah. He like he knows exactly what his what his go-tos are at McDonald's and Wendy's and Doba. Like those restaurants are great. Um oh, another thing. And I like this because Corey just mes- mentioned it in episode 47 when we talked with um, Ian from Double Under Wonder mm. about doing push-ups every time you go to the bathroom. Pretty much requires zero extra time. You're already up going to the bathroom. Why not tack on a couple push-ups? Yeah, it's pretty easy. And I feel like it makes a pretty big difference by the end of the day when I've done I don't know if I drink a lot of water and I've done 25 or 35 or whatever push-ups feels pretty, it feels like more of an accomplishment. Yeah. Just remember to wash your hands after you do your push-ups. Right. I, <laughs> I normally go back to my office and do them. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Connor. I really liked what like things that don't take a lot of time, uh, build those habits. And like, so I, one that struck me is going for a walk and talking with a friend or, I think maybe a common thing that you don't have time to do is like a self-improvement type of thing. Well, now we have podcasts and audio. You can do anything with audio. Yeah. You can yes. wash dishes with audio. You can make a walk with audio. You can vacuum with audio. You can do anything. You can work out with audio. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so convenient. If you implement either podcasting or like eBooks into yeah. your life, you can save a lot of time and knock a lot of things out. I love that. Yeah. Pair those two habits together. Mm-hmm. I that's think- awesome. Yeah, I think another one that I hear a lot is people don't have time to meal prep, mm-hmm. right? So what's the first thing you picture when you think of meal prep? What does that process look like? Um, time consuming. Right. And, uh, that's honestly what it's Got all the Tupperware like. sitting out on the countertops yes. and you're making like Messy. 10 pounds of chicken and rice and whatever. Exactly. Because that's what we see on Instagram and social media is we see these meal preppers who spend hours on the weekend grocery shopping and meal planning and cooking. And then they package it in all these individual Tupperware containers and they have to load their fridge up. God, that's exhausting. What if meal prep was much simpler? What if meal prep was hey, I'm just going to hard boil some eggs on the weekend so that I have an easy snack to grab. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That is so easy. Yeah. Dude, Instapot hard-boiled eggs are a game changer. <laughs> yeah, they're so easy. They, they, they turn out perfectly every time, too. Yeah. Instapot yeah. eggs, Instapot rice. like <laughs> Yeah, you name it. And you can do it in, yeah. like, five minutes. Yeah, so. truly. So, yeah. Let's go to the next excuse. So the next excuse we thought of is I don't have the willpower. So Corey, tell me about this excuse. Man, willpower is a tough one. Um, willpower is like a muscle, right? So like your your muscles get tired the more you use them. And I'm going to share like personal a personal example that happens fairly regularly, I would say. Um, so we wake up, uh, we go to the gym. I'm having no issues making good choices. Like, okay, um, before the gym, normally I have, you know, a pre-workout like Kill Cliff or like some coffee or whatever, um, mm-hmm. get home and make a good breakfast or have like a protein shake with some creatine. And then it's like um, off to work 
I've got some healthy snacks, like things are feeling pretty good. Um, and guess what? At 9.30 a.m., it's, uh, it's Apple Fritter Friday, and what's, you know, whoever's coming around with the donuts, and oh, yeah. the first time he comes around, I'm like, you know what, I'm all right. Like, that looks amazing, but you enjoy it. Like, I'm good. And then comes around again, and it's like, ooh, man, like, do I have room in my calories for this? <laughs> and then he comes around again, and it's finally, I mean, like, so on and so forth. But ultimately, my willpower muscle gets pretty tired. And for me, I just end up, like, I, I end up eating the apple fritter because the willpower is, it's not a, like, resource that is never-ending it is a, um, it's a, I mean, you're using it throughout the day. So, um, the thing that I use to help fight that, because normally what happens to me is I get hungry and then the willpower goes out the window and I just eat whatever I can grab. So it's chocolate cake. I mean, what, honestly, like whatever, that's one of my traps. So that's, that's such a typical workplace. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. in the office, there's always cake and there's always, always. For sure. or what, like whatever. So the way that I avoid that and a good strategy to use is, okay, I know that this is a pitfall for me. So I do one of two things. Most of the time I do both. I pack snacks that I can eat throughout the day that are fairly low calorie, but also very nutritious. So I pack a whole bag of carrots and like eight ounces of deli turkey and, you know, whatever. And I'm eating those, you know, throughout the day when I start to feel cravings. And mm -hmm. I also like most days, if there's cake and like it's a celebration and like the, the social thing, whatever, like that's cool. I don't have a problem enjoying some of that within reason um for me the the issue becomes like it's the binge it's like oh i just had like six pieces of cake um but and didn't even realize it so having a little bit more willpower is saying like okay i'm gonna have a piece of cake put it in i'm gonna track it i'm gonna be mindful about it and i'm just gonna enjoy it rather than having five or six pieces and completely you know losing everything. So packing some snacks and being a little bit more mindful about, you know, what you're doing. So, cause the willpower muscle gets tired and then, you know, you kind of, you stop caring after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, I mean, he nailed it. Like calling willpower a muscle is the perfect way to describe it. Cause willpower draws from the same energy stores as everything else. Right. Cause mm -hmm. You're making decisions at work. You're making decisions about this or about that. You start to forget that you have to also make decisions about what you put into your body or like what you're, you know, what you're, if you're going to go work out after work, that's the thing is if I wait to go work out after work, I don't do it because the willpower muscle is pretty done by the end of the day and I'm ready to just go home. And if I don't go to go in the morning, then yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting that you compare it to a muscle. So I'm going to challenge you for a second. Do it. So yeah, challenge. When, when you let's immediately take a literal representation of a muscle, yep. you, you stress it out and then you go recover it. It gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. If you keep continuing to do this, if you keep giving it 
uh, appropriate stimulus, mm -hmm. it'll keep growing. So do you think the willpower, the more you're exposed to saying, to seeing like treats and stuff and every day you have the power to say no, that no becomes easier and easier. I think to a point, yes. Um, willpower is something that you can train and you can, but it, that, I mean, it requires a, for me at least, um, it requires like a basis of being mindful about it. So, mm -hmm. um, taking a little bit more time to think a little bit more about what is going in rather than just saying, fuck it. And, you know, going after it. Um, so yeah, I do agree that you can train your willpower muscle to a point. Um, and some people have much higher levels of willpower than others. I know that for a fact. Um, some people can look at that stuff and be like, nah, I'm good. And it's like, it's not, it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's nothing for them to mm -hmm. do that. But they're also the one, I mean, there's people who everyone has their bugaboo. Everyone has their vice. So it just depends on what yeah. it is. Some people it's sweets and some people it's beer and some people it's adrenaline. And so, yeah. Connor, do you think that willpower and self-discipline are pretty synonymous? Yeah. And I would say there's, there's different philosophies about willpower. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest one is that it is a limited resource. I think some people will say that you can strengthen it like a muscle and you can increase your discipline Yeah, yeah. over time. I don't know if that's true or not. I think everyone struggles with willpower yeah. and that's why it's an excuse hmm. is because at the end of the day, you can drink a bottle of wine or eat a tub of ice cream and just say, and just chalk it up to, Oh, I just don't have willpower. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? When usually it, it might be just a deeper seated issue. If, if it's constantly like a thing where they're, they're indulging or can't give, can't like have that discipline to say, I don't need this. You know, there might be, some other issue. Well, yeah. There I too. Mean, if that's happening, sure. you should probably take, there's a, there, the question then becomes is what are you feeding? If you're yeah. not feeding okay. yeah. a need, that's great. then what are, I mean, what are you actually feeding? Um, yeah. Because it comes from somewhere. And I had a very wise person tell me that behavioral change without insight amounts to nothing. It's a very short term change. Whereas insight, mm -hmm added insight to why you're doing why you're you know why behaviors are occurring then that leads to true behavior change which is lasting so mm. behavior change without real insight is probably pretty short-lived whereas behavioral change that comes after the insight is probably more sustainable beautiful so the next excuse we have i think is one that nearly everybody can relate to and it's that i'm too tired mm. so connor how about you take the lead on this one yeah i think we can all relate to this one because everyone feels this way at one time or another i i'm a big fan of adult bedtimes so like we have bedtimes when we're kids which we hate <laughs> But we don't adopt them as adults. And I think they're a great idea. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, 
I think you should give yourself an adult bedtime and stick with that routine. So I know we talked about sleep with you bones and mm-hmm. like episode 42 with your Achilles heel. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I think if you're using the excuse of I'm just too tired. Yeah. I, I think you probably are. You probably yeah. are tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think you should examine your sleep routine. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm super impressed that you remember all these episode numbers and what we talked about in each one. That's yeah. Photographic memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what would you, what would your best advice? I mean, obviously the advice would be go get some sleep. So is your best yeah. advice get on an adult, uh, uh, bedtime. Like if you're constantly saying I'm too tired, bedtime is the best advice. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Most of us are underslept. Mm -hmm. If you're getting less than seven hours of sleep, you're underslept. Most people need eight, nine athletes need 10, 11, 12, you know, Mm -hmm. which sounds ridiculous, but I mean, your sleep affects everything. Oh yeah. It's, it's literally the lowest hanging fruit that I think we can make a change in our life. For the yeah. way, way better. I mean, stress yeah. levels and everything. Sleep is the best form of recovery. So, like, the reason I sleep used to, I used to be so good at sleep, if you could be good at sleep. But I used to, like, have a really <laughs> good bedtime. I slept really good. Now that life is kind of crazy right now, but my sleep time is just, I've been pushing it back to 11. Usually don't fall asleep till around 12, and I'm up at 7 seven hours of sleep ish, but I I know myself, I need more, but I feel like at the end of the day, that's when I have some alone time finally. Whereas where I'm in classes, I'm constantly stimulated by Mm, people and ideas and studying and lectures and people and people and people. (laughs) And like, I finally have some alone time. So I'm tired because I need that alone time to recharge. So I don't know if you've ever run into that or have any advice for that. Yeah, I think it's a balance. I think it goes back to the false choice loophole of mm-hmm. I I can't go to sleep earlier because then I won't have alone time. Mm-hmm. What if you change that to I can go to sleep earlier and I can have alone time? Like what would be a small step to take? So maybe instead of going to bed at midnight, you try to go to bed at 1130. Mm-hmm. And see how that works for a while. And then you might move it a notch and say, you know what? I think I get enough downtime and I could try to go to bed at 11 instead. Mm-hmm. So just see if you can take a small step and find a balance between those two. So you're not yeah. sacrificing your alone time, but you're still trying to prioritize sleep. I think it would be interesting too. going off of that is by simply what you said. I think I have enough alone time. I can go bed, go to bed at 11. What if you just simply told yourself, I have, yeah. down, I, have, I have enough downtime. Yeah. So we, I watched a TED talk yesterday about stress and how we all think that stress is very, it's, it's bad for us. So stress, too much stress will lead to all sorts of problems. Um, but they did a study and I can't remember exactly what it was, all the specific guidelines, but it was the people that had a positive relationship with stress. So they told themselves, yes, I have stress, but it's fine. 
the stress that I'm feeling in my body is just preparing me to deal with whatever the challenge is. So those that had a positive relationship with stress had like a 0% chance of death from stress, literally Mm. 0%. Whereas those that were older or whatever that um, were susceptible to like death by stress or whatever, um, stress related issues, 30% of them resulted in fatalities from those issues. So death or stress, like I'm stressed out and it's bad for me. Um, I need to try to avoid stress, try to cure my stress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't cure this. It's nearly impossible to cure stress. God, uh, mindset is everything. Right. And perception so I- is like, if you change your perception, it changes literally like your cortisol mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. You're literally telling your body, this is fine. <laughs> it's just like that meme of the dog that's sitting on fire in the house. Like, this is fine. But it is, you can literally trick your body. Like, this is fine. Like the stress. And it really hit with me because um, I I looked at it from a training aspect where training is stressful. Yeah. Um, So when my heart rate goes up, I get a little bit of anxiety. Like, I don't like it. But like my heart rate's going up to prepare my body for the challenge of lifting this weight or doing Mm -hmm. this run. So this stress, this heart rate going up is a good thing for me to tackle this challenge. That's the most direct example I can put out there of that. Yeah. And it's it's just mindset. So telling yourself, I have enough downtime or I, whatever, apply it. I have enough blank um, except for sleep. I think you should get more sleep. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have another good, really actionable step that you can take mm-hmm. because... I'm too tired is a pretty popular excuse in the sense that most people will say I'm too tired to exercise or I'm too tired to work on this project. I like the 10 minute rule Mm -hmm. and I don't remember where I learned this, but just do it for 10 minutes. So if you can get over the hurdle of just starting, because usually getting yourself motivated to just start is the hardest part say I'm just going to exercise for 10 minutes and then after 10 minutes if you don't feel like it just quit Mm. but at least start because usually after 10 minutes you're like you know what I'm going I feel a little bit better I can keep going same thing with a project or anything else do it for 10 minutes and then yeah if you're not feeling it and you are tired then just stop that's where just yep. showing up is one of the most important things. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, let's go to number, this will be number four. So the excuse is, or, or the idea of the excuse is not having enough motivation. So I don't have enough mm-hmm. motivation to do blank. So Corey, go. Um, I'm going to try to keep this one pretty succinct because I think that we can easily get down so many rabbit holes about it. So motivation is a really touchy thing. It can be really useful and really important. Um, you feel really motivated at 9.30 or 10 when you're getting ready to go night-night and have to wake up at 4 for the gym. And then when your alarm goes off at 4, it's like you're not feeling all that motivated anymore, right? So mm-hmm. for me, motivation breaks down into it's it's – it's important and it's useful to get you kind of psyched up. But when rubber meets the road, it's more about being disciplined, being the type of person who does a B C D. Um, so yeah, use motivation, get yourself psyched up 
listen to that pump up song but again when when shit gets real is when it's like it's not about motivation at that point it's just about you know showing up and getting the things done so um don't yeah i mean don't rely on motivation as your main factor because if you rely strictly on motivation i mean the proof is sort of in the pudding on this one like you're the you're not going to have as good of results because you're going to you're going to back out of things a lot easier when it comes time to really like get down to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go ahead bones. Nope. You go. I was just going to say in my experience, so there's two types of motivation, right? There's internal and external. In my experience, people that are just starting to work towards a goal of some sort They're externally motivated by people, coaches, and devices, right? So tracking things in MyFitnessPal, using a smartwatch to track your steps, they're motivated by those things Mm. because it builds awareness and accountability, but then that fades over time, right? So the trick Mm -hmm. is you have to figure out a way to tap into your internal motivation if you want any type of long-term change to occur. So this is tough because you have to, you have to connect to your why, the reason why you're doing these things, the reason why your goal is important to you. And you have to stay anchored to that. And I'm not good at this. And motivation will ebb and flow. And so knowing that is helpful But Corey has a really good monthly process that he does to stay anchored to his goals. Do you want to talk about that? I, so I check in, it's actually bi-weekly. So two times a month, um, I'm checking in and this is like a journal check-in. It's not like I'm checking in with somebody. Um, I go, I go in, I read the goals that I set for myself And then I do a journal entry about, okay, I like, how am I doing on this? Where am I at with this? Where am I at with this? Um, And that way it's measurable stuff. It's okay. What has worked in the last two weeks? What maybe can I improve on? Um, And yeah, just kind of, you know, taking it like that. So it keeps you grounded to, Hmm. to why you started in the first place. Yeah, it's like a refocusing and a bringing back yeah. of awareness. And awareness is so key. It was superpower. It's a superpower. I think that the yeah. the pro tip on motivation and willpower and a lot of these actually, um, the pro tip is getting an accountability accountability buddy that actually gives a shit. Um, so, like, I know that Connor. A lot of times, I don't. I don't always want to get up and go to the gym when we wake up at four 30 in the morning, but a lot of times when I don't want it, she'll pick up the slack and vice versa. Um, I know that mm-hmm. when I, I mean, I'm in Jared Hamilton's tribe a lot of time. I mean, those are sort of accountability buddies. Granted, they're a little bit more removed because I don't live with them and see them on a day to day basis. But um, right. Being a part of a community that keeps you accountable to what you 
have, you know, stated that you want to do. And that's also a big part of it is sharing your goals with a community or a person and so that they can hold you accountable to it. So get an accountability buddy. Yeah. That actually, that actually gives a shit. Gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our last excuse, number five is I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. And uh, we're going to talk about kind of rephrasing it. So Corey, how did you want to start? Yeah. So this is a cool idea that we have sort of gleaned from Supreme leader, Ben Bergeron. Um, he talks about this. I don't know what episode of the podcast, but it's, I mean, he's referenced this a lot. It's an attitude where you say, I can't find time. So you're combining excuses. I can't find time to eat right. Or I can't find the motivation to get up and go to the gym or whatever. So it's replacing I can't with I won't. So I won't find time to Mm -hmm. eat right. Or I, so it's, you know, I can't run a mile. I won't run a mile or whatever, whatever it might be, Um, which that totally, again, it's a mindset thing that totally flips the script on you because saying I can't is it's a psychological thing, right? So it's like, I literally can't, you know, fly, but it puts you in a place of like, it's out of your control, but I, when it isn't, I won't, it's, it's your choosing to not do something because you just won't do it. What are you willing to do? What Mm -hmm. are you not willing to do? So exactly. And I, I took it as exactly that. Like the, I can't is it, it takes blame off of yourself and it it puts it out to something else. Uh, And the, I won't is a personal responsibility. So I took it as like, I can't hang out with my friends tonight or I can't do this for my significant other, or I can't, uh, you know, whatever, do my schoolwork. I won't hang out with you. And that becomes personal. So you should say that every time you have a can't, I can't something, you should put the word I won't. And if you truly won't do it, then fine, don't do it. And that will really be a really good filter for you to see what's truly Mm -hmm. important to you. So, I mean, I can't hang out tonight. I won't hang out tonight. If that doesn't sit right, then fucking Mm -hmm. go hang out. I, yeah, can't, I don't, I don't have much more to add. I think it's pretty straightforward. If you say I can't yeah. replace it with I won't and see if it still fits. Yeah. Connor? Yeah, I totally agree with that. We we usually have way more control than we'd like to admit to. And I related this to failure, right? So saying I can't, there's some sort of fear of failure there. And failure mm-hmm. equals defeat, in most people's minds, when I think, again, it's a, it's a growth mindset thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you can reframe that into seeing any attempt, even if it results in failure, is progress, is a sign of progress. So if it's, I can't run a mile, well, how about you try? And even mm-hmm. that is a step in the right direction. That's a step towards growth. Hell yeah. Absolutely. And then during that mile of like the third lap or the second and a half lap, you're saying, I can't go on. I can't go on. You say, I won't go on. It's totally yes. different. You, 
you sound yeah. ridiculous. You know, you sound kind of ridiculous. You can go on, you know, unless you have some crazy <laughs> circumstance, but you know, like saying you won't go on. I man, won't. You take so much. Per- yeah. You, you, it takes so much personal responsibility on yourself or if, is if, if, if you're a mature adult by saying that you're like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. I think we should leave it at. Can that. I say so, something real quick? Uh, so yeah. it, what month is it, Please. Bones? It is it's March. March. Wow. So guess what the Weekly Warrior is doing in March? We're, We're doing, doing a giveaway. giveaway. Connor, what's the giveaway? What are we giving away? Guys, this is really cool because we partnered with Double Under Wonder, who makes oh. customized jump ropes. So they will customize it to your height. And you can design your ropes. You can pick the color of your rope and design your handles. And they are going to give a rope away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wee! So, what color is it? Yeah, Anything whatever, you want. Whatever color oh, is it, you want. Is it, so are we, are we giving away a jump rope or are we giving away like a coupon? Like go design yeah, your jump rope. They We're going to give away it. a custom oh, code yeah. that will allow you to go to Double Under, Web, Double Under Wonders website and customize your own jump ropes. You can have a pink and black and orange with sparkles and whatever the hell you want. Yeah, Fuck lightning yeah. bolts. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So that sounds the, awesome. The deadline for that de- the giveaway is March 22nd if I remember correctly. So yes. March 22nd we uh we'll pick a winner. We'll do it live again this time. We didn't do it live in February, but we're going to do it live this time. Um so mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. enter, mm-hmm. you need to go to either our Instagram or our Facebook and you need to quote me if I'm wrong, you need to tag somebody and you need to like the post and you need to follow the weekly warrior on Instagram and double under wonder. So yeah, pretty standard yep. entry, entry uh, yep. requirements, straightforward. So go, go do it. Awesome. Don't hesitate. I can't do it or I won't do it. Which one is it? Are you too tired to do it? <laughs> <laughs> no <Yeah>. excuses. <laughs> no excuses. All right. This has been the weekly warrior. Reminding you to overcome excuses and wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. We sincerely appreciate you being here with us. And if you would consider sharing the Weekly Warrior with a friend or family member, that'd be pretty great, too. If you haven't already done so, leave us a rating and a short review. Also, check out our Instagram page at Weekly Warrior Podcast for more warrior content. Thanks again for being here with us, and we hope you'll join us next week when we discover the warrior within. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets,
pets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.